You are listening to The Walking Leader Podcast with your host, David Guerra. Welcome back to The Walking Leader Podcast. I am your host, David Guerra, author of the books, The Walking Leader and Great to Follow, and the upcoming book, Making the Jump, Your Mindset from Amateur to Professional. In this episode, we begin our journey into my new primary leadership development course. Let's roll. Welcome to episode one of the primary leadership development course. I am David Guerra. So without any further delay, let's get down, let's get down to brass tacks. The primary leadership development course is designed to equip the participant with the essential leadership skills and qualities needed to excel in various personal and professional settings. Participants will engage in a comprehensive program that covers foundational leadership principles, effective communication strategies, team building, problem solving, and self-awareness. Through a combination of theoretical concepts, practical exercises, and real-world case situations and studies, participants will develop the skills and mindset needed and necessary to lead with confidence and impact. This means you and I, we are going to work together to help shape change the shape of what we know by busting myths, reinforcing facts, and, you know, let's get on with, with section one of the primary leadership development course. Now, section one is the introduction to leadership. It's an overview of leadership concepts and styles, and there are numerous leadership styles and concepts. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to bog you down with too many concepts right away, but I am going to break a couple down. Let's say four. You know, concept one is the trait T-R-A-I-T theory, trait theory, where certain personality traits make a leader. You know, it's where they say leaders are born, not made. It's the other way around, really, but that's my personal opinion. But there is one that does cover that, that leaders are born, not made. Next, concept number two is the behavioral theory, where certain behavioral traits of individuals determine whether they are leaders or not. And this I do believe. This this really does come into how we're born, genetics, how we're raised, the environments we're raised, and those that are around us that influence us. That one I truly believe in. Then there's the situational theory. That's concept number three. And that's how an individual behaves in certain situations, and it determines leadership competency. Uh, That's that fight or flight the fight or flight. You're going to stick around. You're going to fight. You're going to push through. Uh, in the military, uh, you know, as an infantryman, we're, we're taught to run to where the fire is, where the where the where the action is taking place, and others will run away from that. And that's again determines leadership competency right there. So if you've got that that situational awareness and you know what to do in that situation, either fight or flight, then. That determines what that's going to happen. Then there's concept number four, management or transactional theory. Now, successful leadership to determine appropriate sources of motivation to get results. All right, so that, what does that mean? That means to, successful leadership is to determine the appropriate sources of motivation to get results. So a, a management or a transactional theory will depend on the situation. It, it runs on the concept of rewards and recognition. So... Uh, you understand everybody's different. Everybody's going to have their own unique way of getting things done and, and how they need to be motivated. Everybody's going to be a little unique. This one might be a little more work related, more uh, put in more work because you have to get to know everybody. But shouldn't a leader get to know the people they're leading? That is true. They should. 
and therefore management or transactional theory where, you know, I give you the motivation, you give me the results, you know, that, that works. But again, it might not be for you, but we'll talk about that. Now, the importance of leadership in, in personal growth, there are several more leadership concepts such as authoritarian leadership style, transformational leadership, democratic leadership, servant leadership, charismatic authority, and bureaucratic leadership. Now, so let's, let's, move on to that. Let's move on to that. And let's figure out how this all figures into personal growth. And we'll, we'll get back to that in just a second. So there are just as many leadership styles as there are concepts. Now, each style is unique to the individual. And some leaders may find it easy to move among the different styles. And there are others that will find the one that works for them and they stick to it. And that's okay you'll find that there is also no cookie-cutter approach to leadership styles. So as I mentioned, there's the uh, autocratic leadership style, that, quote, authoritarian style of leadership, end quote. Uh, well, this type of leader is someone who's focused primarily on results and team efficiency. Autocratic leaders often make decisions alone or with a small and trusted group or expect and, and expect employees to do exactly what they're asked or do as I say. Now, as long as they're doing what they are also saying, then that, that's a good thing. That's a good type of leadership. But again, sometimes as actions take place, yes, someone needs to lead that group. Someone needs to make those decisions. We're going to go right instead of going left. Then, of course, there's going to be those times where people will say, you know, we need to go left. And then maybe we'll come back to the right. But it, it, it's all unique. It's all unique. So for autocratic leadership, it, it's a good one. You need it in those unique situations where it's called upon, but it might not serve all the time. All right. Coaching leadership style. That's another one. Coaching leadership style. Uh, coaching A coaching leader is someone who can quickly recognize their team member's strengths, weaknesses, and motivations to helping each individual improve. And, and that's a good, that's part of being a good coach, football coach, right? basketball coach, sports, athletics. Yeah, it's kind of what we'll see when we, we talk about coaches but that they recognize that their team members all have unique skills and abilities that they bring to the organization, to the team. And if we're not addressing those, if we're not recognizing them, then we got problems. But a good leader, coaching leaders, a coaching, a leader with a coaching style um, will definitely goes out of their way to get to know those individuals and, and figure out what makes them tick and figure out what, what's going to take to make each individual not only improve, but to succeed. All right, the next one, eh, I'm kind of indifferent about it because it, it's one of those you hear about and sometimes it gets a negative connotation, but sometimes it's what's best. And that's the laissez-faire leadership style. The laissez-faire leadership style is, and I quote, the opposite of the autocratic leadership type, focusing mostly on delegating many tasks to team members and providing little to no supervision because... A laissez-faire leader does not spend their time intensely managing employees, but they often, well, not there's no but, they often have more time for other projects, unquote. Now, what I'm getting at here is that that type of leader, though they may, you know, hands off, back off kind of thing, let the subject matter experts in the SMEs in their group, in their team, do what they know what to do and do it best. And that works. That works. But when it doesn't, then definitely that laissez-faire leadership style is going to change and it's going to get autocratic real fast. 
And that should be it because if the leader recognizes something's not working with that, you know, letting them do what they're hired to do and it's not working, then they definitely have to step in to get it solved and get it resolved as quickly as possible. Again, it's uh, neither here nor there kind of situation. It's all, um, you know, it's, what am I getting? I'm getting, it's situational. It is situational. So keep an eye on that. But laissez-faire, like I said, it's gotten kind of a bad rap. It's kind of like, no, they're all standoff and nobody, they're not, the leader's present, but not. No, it, it's, there is some involvement. There has to be involvement because it does involve the leader, the leadership, getting to know their people to know that, hey, the team members can do this. If they had no confidence in the team to do it, then it would not be a laissez-faire leadership style. But again, they also need to show the leaders above that they are active, that they are involved, that they know what's going on. All right. The next, the next leadership style is a pace setter, pace setter and quote, most effective for achieving fast results and quote. However, uh, this is not always the best option for a team who needs mentorship or who needs feedback. And this would definitely be one of those ad hoc teams that are quickly put together there. They've got to get uh, results quickly. Uh, again, the, the ad hoc team that's put together real quickly usually has it's built by subject matter experts who not routinely work together. There might be groups from different departments working together to solve this problem, this immediate issue. And if that's not available, if that's not the case, then what have we got? What have we got? Yeah, that's right. We've got trouble. We've got problems. So the pace setter, it's important to have it, especially if we need to get those fast results. But again, it's also ensuring that we can drop down. We can figure out, you know, we slow it back down, uh, drop down to another leadership style if we need to. But it's one of those that's the leader for this type of group. This type of team is someone who has managed and led others as well at a, in a faster, higher, fast-paced level. Alrighty, next is the visionary leadership style. Now, the visionary leadership style, this, this is, again, one of those you got to pay close attention to because you can quickly slip away from this. Uh, they, quote, possesses a powerful ability to drive progress and usher in periods of change by inspiring employees and earning trust of new for new ideas, end quote. Again, but if the new ideas are going down, they start off on the right path, the right, right footing, but then it quickly takes a whole different direction. Now we've got a problem. So that visionary might have been short-sighted, not over the horizon. And for a visionary leader to really, truly be effective is to have vision near, far, and over the horizon and constantly adjusting as it goes on. That's the only way. They can't be bogged down by just one type of vision, you know, near vision, you're, you know, nearby or far, you know, just, you know, a little further away or over the horizon and not adjusting after they've already looked to see what's going on. So again, be careful with this one. And as you figure out what your style is, well, you'll see some of these will work. Some of these might be employed uh, and some of those need to be stopped. So again, as I mentioned, there are numerous leadership styles and theories. Do not feel overwhelmed by the number of styles and theories that are out there. Now, which one is right for you? Well, that's completely up to you. And how you will get the leadership style that is right for you will take, well, it's going to take three things. Thing one, it's going to take time. It's going to take experience and it's going to take knowledge. Wait a minute. Time, experience and knowledge. Hey, isn't that the formula for wisdom? Seriously. I mean, add time, experience and knowledge together. And in more cases than not, you're going to get wisdom. 
Hopefully the kind of wisdom that people will use for good, especially when it comes to mentoring and leading others. Now, I want to take a moment to remind you that we've just started this process. There are about a total of 10 episodes in this primary leadership development course. So please know there is more to this course than just the audio in this podcast. And I'm going to invite you, and I'm inviting you now to continue. And if you need more, it's there. And I invite you to visit my website, davegarra.com slash primary. Again, that's davegarra, my website, dot com slash primary, P-R-I-M-A-R-Y, primary, primary leadership development. And there you're going to find the course material, such as this audio, a video or two, some PDF documents for you to download and other training material to help you move through the entire course. And it's going to be broken down by the 10 sections. So when you go there now, it's going to have section one, this section, and it's going to have the video. It's going to have this audio, some handout material, homework, and uh, we'll move on to the next one. And then when the next one opens up, I'll open up the link to the next one and so on and so on. So be on the lookout for that. Now, I did mention it. Uh, so let, let's get on to homework. And yes, there is a homework portion of this section. And what would any course be if you did not have any homework? The homework assignments are designed not to be difficult, but they will involve you to put in your work, to put in your own unique responses. Because again, this is centering on you and helping to develop your leadership, right? primary leadership development. So it's, it's all about you. So here's your today's homework. So for, for section one, your homework assignment is to, in writing, you're going to put this down in writing, determine what you would consider to be your current leadership style and what concept best currently describes you. Now, of the concepts I mentioned, which one describes you? Now, I added the words current and currently solely because by the end of the course, you may find yourself identifying with a completely different concept and use a different leadership style. And that's okay. That's part of growth. You don't need to stick with one. As I mentioned, some of these can be interchangeable or you might have to move from one style to another, all depending on the situation. So get yourself a notepad, one that you're going to use for the remainder of the course. Right, you're going to put down notes starting now, and then as we move through it, you're going to be able to reflect on how much or what has changed. So start taking notes and also use it to do your homework. So enter your homework, title it, you know, homework section one, and then answer the questions. Um, what do you consider to be your current leadership style and what concept best currently describes you? So you might think you have a leadership style and what it is, and then you read the concepts and you understand, you break down the concepts, then you start to see, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe it's something else. So again, do that. All right. Now, the next episode of the Primary Leadership Development course, it drops in a couple of weeks on or about the 26th of January. And I do hope you can join me on this new journey for a new year. Well, we have uh, reached the end of this episode, and I do hope you found it both entertaining and educational. Also, I do hope you continue to join us for the next episode. I am David Guerra, the author of the books, The Walking Leader, Great to Follow, and coming soon, Making the Jump, Your Mindset from Amateur to Professional. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Don't forget, you can always contact me with questions, comments, concerns by email at dave at daveguerra.com, on Twitter at daveguerra, all one word, or on Instagram Dave underscore Guerra. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, be confident, stay patient, and remain resilient.
The Walking Leader podcast is a David Gerrard presentation.